From Phoenix to London, from LA to around the world, this is the ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man, your number one fan oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, I like that, I like to start my show off like that, yes, <laughs> hey. It's Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and I've been waiting all week. I patiently wait all week to do my show. Of course, there's other guys in between my show, and I'm sure you've been enjoying those shows. And I'd just like to say I'd like to thank all those out there, Joe Cribs, Jeff Nixon, Fast Freddie Barnett, Mark McMillan, Byron Evans, Amp Lee, you know, so many guys that have just joined the Voice America Sports Network. And it is all for the purpose of letting those of you out there who have for so many years supported us as athletes give you the opportunity, provided you like to call in and have a conversation with us or just listen to what we think about sports and what's happening around sports from our own personal perspective. I just think that it's so much different when you get a chance to hear, you know, how the players really feel. Because, you know, this is this is not a, a show or a network that we insist that we give those who listen a company line. There is no such thing as a company line. Everything here is very passionate. It's from the heart. It's what we believe. It's what we you know, seen on the streets, what we've heard in the locker room, the way we played the game. And we want you to understand it. That's the way it is. I mean, it's it's, it's not sugarcoated. It's really the way it is. As, as I said last week when I had one of my good friends on, on the channel and the show with me, uh, Coach Wayne Stanley from The Ohio State University, I, I, I wanted to end the show uh, letting people know that you know, I wasn't afraid to ask the question. And the question was, okay, Coach, Let's say you were with the Ohio State University. Would you answer all these questions of which you just answered in the same form and fashion? Ah, I don't know what answer he gave. I don't want to remember. You know, Woody used to tell us one day, never tell a lie. Therefore, you don't have to remember what you said. So I didn't lie. I asked him the question. Whatever his answer he gave, I hope it's the truth. And I believe it is. And I just want to again, I want to thank Coach Wayne Stanley. Uh, for all he's doing at uh, The Ohio State University, even though he's not there anymore. But once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. And he's there to uh, to help them with the program of which they are uh, raising funds for my dear friend, the man who taught me how to play strong safety in the National Football League, even though he doesn't know it. My good friend Todd Bell, God rest his soul. But I want to take this time out just to, uh, if I could, you know, sometimes in life, life, reality really hits you, and it, sometimes it hits you unexpectedly. And 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 I have somebody who I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call him an associate because I know him, I've met him. We we haven't you know sit spent hours together, but there's a man here in the valley that I respect because he's in this profession. He's he's in the profession of uh, reporting on sports, and his name is Bruce Cooper. And at this time, 
here in Arizona. It's a few minutes after two on Tuesday. And I, at this point, we have not heard that uh, that Bruce's son, Marquise Cooper, who is one of the three men that are still missing, has been found yet. So my prayers go out. And I'm sure all those out there who are listening, if you know anything about sports, you're aware of the fact that there's been four young men that were missing, went out on a fishing trip, and, and one of them has been found, and three of them are still missing. And one of those is, is, is a young man that I got a chance to meet. Uh, a couple years ago when the Super Bowl was here in Arizona and on the red carpet, uh, a, a very gentle, kind, respectful young man stepped up to the red carpet and I interviewed him. And, uh, you know, I found out from one of my associates that was working with me was that this was Marquise Cooper from the high school that my son currently attends and plays on their football team. And they have their picture on his wall. Uh, and, and Marquise was, uh, is fine young man. Uh, I, I mean, he was just so, he was thin, he was tall. He, he's tall. He's thin. I'm not going to speak in, in past tense. Uh, he's tall, thin, didn't look like he weighed 230, but he's about 6'2", 230. And I thought he's, I thought he was a wide receiver. And so we, we stood there for a while and off camera, we we talked about some things and 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 he was just uh, such a respectful young man and I couldn't wait to get you know I told him I was, man I got your dad's number right here in my cell phone you know and and of course I was to get together with his dad and and talk about you know business uh the things that we do and um and of course I've talked to Coop a couple times but I I just wanted to take the time out to to just say my prayers are with Marquise and my prayers are with his dad Bruce and his wife and, and the children, the family, extended family, as well as the other families out there. But, you know, that's, you know, that's the reality. Reality is that sometimes unexpected things happen to people that we think are bigger than life. But then sometimes the reality sets in and you realize that they, just like the rest of us, are, are human beings. And so, again... My prayers go out to him. Um, but now let, let's talk about, again, sports. <laughs> you know, one thing about sports that is really funny to me because I've, I've been there, done that. And, and, and young men that are playing in the game today, when you get a veteran ball player who's played the game to spend some years in the league and then they want to take the time out to have a conversation with you and share a perspective of which they walked in those shoes. Many times people approach you who have never walked in your shoes. But these are men who want to spend some time with you and tell you a little bit about what's happening, what truly is happening in the game. Because once you get out of it, you don't just have tunnel vision, but you, you have a wider view and, and you can see it all and you can understand it all and you can take the emotions out of it. And perhaps maybe you can make a better decisions. I'm speaking right now to Jay Cutler. Hey, Jay, get over it. You know, at some point in time, as a professional athlete, the best thing in the world to know is that somebody else wants you. I mean, we as human beings, I mean, we're, that's just the way we're wired anyway. Let's be honest. You know, if you're a man or a woman, the last thing you want to do is be by yourself. You're hoping that there's somebody else that wants you. I, I got a beautiful wife that's been with me for 25 plus years. Thank God that she wants me. Nobody else does. But CJ, in your particular situation, 
There's somebody else that wants you. Now, so what if Denver, you know, took the opportunity to say, okay, mm, let us listen. They might make us an offer that we can't refuse. It's not like you guys have won the last three Super Bowls. <laughs> okay. You know, it's not like you've won a Super Bowl. Okay, so let's do this. Let's listen to what they have to say. The fact of the matter is you would still be playing football. Now, we all say, I don't want to play anyplace else besides where I play. This is the only team I want to play for. I want to you know, spend the rest of my life on this team. Bullshit. Oh, did I, did I say something? Oh, no, it's a PG show. I can't say that. But that's the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is that is BS. You want to play and you will play wherever and whoever picks you up. That, that's just that's the nature of the beast. That's that's the way it goes. So the fact that, OK, maybe they entertained it. I mean, think about the fact that here is Matt Castle coming from the New England Patriots. They've got a new coach at Denver, Josh McDaniels, who was the offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. If you. Jay Cutler was a coach and you started a new team and you got a chance to get the guy that just won you 10 or 11 games last year as your starting quarterback. And somebody wanted to broach that conversation. Wouldn't you have at least listened to that conversation? Now, the fact of the matter is, I personally don't think it happened. You know, the National Football League, probably better than any other, any other professional sports, has found a way to make sure that they keep our attention 24-7, 365 days a year. Now, if I'm not mistaken, where did the root of this rumor start? And didn't it start with that little short guy with the little hair that's never out of place? I know I, I cut mines off, let me tell you that, okay? I can grow hair. But didn't it start with him, Adam? And remember, the world started with Adam, right? Okay, okay. So it's this rumor started with Adam. Who does Adam work for? <laughs> the NFL, the NFL Network. Oh, come on. We got to start something. We got to make it interesting. We need some viewership. We got to get some advertising revenue here. We got sponsors that want to make sure that people <laughs> are buying their products that are watching our channel. So we got to come up with something. Okay. Matt Castle, listen, if, he, if Matt needed to get to Tampa, I believe there is a direct line of which we can all make a phone call. You don't have to have a three-way line, a three-way call. It doesn't have to be a three-way deal. If Tampa wanted to get Castle, they could have got him directly. Whatever it took, if you want him that bad, just do what you got to do. It's not like you got some players there in Tampa of which – you know, the Patriots want your players. And I'm sorry, but Jay, I don't think New England wants you or needs you in New England. So you weren't going to end up in New England. So the fact of the matter is, whoever Belichick was talking to, it was somebody other than your guy who's going to send you directly to New England because you're not going to go there. So if you're going to end up someplace else, your guy, Josh McDaniels, should have been talking directly to wherever they were going to send you if they were going to send you someplace else. 
But Castle ended up being in a place where I thought he was going to end up at anyway. Now, he could have ended up in Tampa, which would have made sense, yes. But he also could have ended up in Kansas City, where he did. And Jay, they were talking about you. You have to understand, the most important thing as a football player, the leverage that you have, the only leverage that you have in the National Football League, Jay, what I was a part of Two Strikes was all about was the fact that one day that the purses would open up and the purse strings would be let loose. And if somebody else wanted you, you had an opportunity to go to those teams. So the mere fact that now you know that somebody other than the Denver Broncos have an interest in you, yeah, you got a three-year deal down the road. You got some leverage now. The, no, the question is not if, it's when I get that chance. If you guys want to let me go, hey, I may want to let you go. Listen, I don't want to let you guys go. I want you guys to stay with me. Come back. We're going to take a break, but we'll be back after the break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Philly living like it matters. That's not Philly. I'm in Phoenix now living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Alrighty, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, um, I'm enjoying myself here in the studios. I, I always like to get this opportunity to speak to you, those of you out there who continue to listen to me, and I, I appreciate it. I will, you know, stop and think and say one time or another, why in the heck would you guys listen to what I have to say? Because I have something to say. You know, I was blessed to play this game of football, and, and I'm glad you guys enjoy hearing my perspective. And there's one of my, my, my loyal listeners who always likes to call me, and we chat a little bit. I believe it's Barry Taylor's on the line. Barry, are you there? Hey, Ray. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Great. Uh, listen, you know, before we get into your, your, your comment there, you know, this, this Jay Cutler thing, and I know you and I have, an, you know, kind of a, a loyal affinity with one another there. You know, we, all, we both hate Denver. That's right. You know, but, you know, what is this deal with him being concerned about the Denver Broncos perhaps maybe listening to somebody uh, who was inquiring about the availability of, of him or him being a part of a trade? Uh, you know, listen, you got to still go out there and play. You think he should be upset about that? I don't think he should be upset at all. I mean, uh, being a Browns fan, I'd like to see him leave Denver because uh, he's a pretty good player. He's got an 88.5% passer rating right now. Uh, which is pretty decent. Uh, send him someplace where he doesn't have to play the Browns is what I'm looking for. Well, here, here, here's what I think the problem is, and I, I know what it is. Listen, you, you get an opportunity to play professional football. You establish yourself as a starter, and you just, and, and particularly if you're young in your career like he is, and you feel as if, okay, I'm going to be here for a while, and he's probably comfortable in his position, but but then you fail to realize sometimes that you, in, in a game like this, in a business like this, you're not the person who makes those decisions. Unlike basketball, and basketball is a unique sport, you can say, I, nah, renege, I'm not going. Right. You have to prove certain trades, certain people in, in the National Basketball Association. In football, it's like they ship you, you go, or you're unemployed. So well, what's the problem? He knows that's how the, how the league operates. Yeah, Jim Marshall was drafted by the Browns in 1960, and he thought he was going to be a Brown the rest of his life. And he was traded up to uh, – Minnesota, and now he's got what should be a Hall of Fame career for him in, in, another, in another city, in another state. Hey, there's one guy that I know of who, who really decided, well, a couple guys kind of bucked the system. Eli Manning kind of bucked the system, you know, yeah. and, and w went where he wanted to go, and that was uh, New York. But, you know, Tom Cousineau really bucked the system back in the day when Coos was drafted by Buffalo and he went to Canada, right. you know. But, uh but Jay's under contract. There's no sense. I mean, he might as well just, uh, you know, forget about it and, and get ready to, 
you know, to show some leadership, you know, going with his coach and understand the fact that, hey, you guys, you, you can't go in with a strained relationship with like, well, he didn't want me. Right. Well, show the man where he was wrong for even considering. He, you know, if you wanted him to say, no, Jay is not even a question. Don't even bring his name up. You want okay, show him that you're worthy of those type of, you know, comments. Yeah, well, we, you know, the rumor came out today that uh, they were, the Browns were wanting to trade Cutler for, uh, for, uh, Quinn and I just I cringed I cringed and made a couple phone calls and found out from a couple of your buddies that that ain't gonna happen. Well, no, and, and listen, and that's the thing about it. You know, Jay should have stopped to realize. First of all, if New England's part of this conversation, from my perspective, you know, one thing about Belichick is Belichick. I mean, he's a pretty smart man when it comes to football. Belichick, and it seems like he has a contrasting approach to sports to Andy Reid. Andy Reid believes once you become a, okay, my terminology of football, a senior citizen, that you have no longer a value for his team. He gets rid of you. Well, Belichick takes senior citizens and he, you know, creates a dynasty, you know. So Belichick is pretty smart when it comes to talent, evaluating talent, bringing them in, putting them to use. Now, if he sent Castle, you know, on the road, he obviously felt as if Tom is in good shape. His injury's okay. We're going to be all right. And he didn't want a quarterback controversy. So I know Jay knew he wasn't going to New England. And so my thing is, you know, if the fact that Tampa, you know, or whoever wanted Castle, they didn't have to bring anything else to the table. They have all they need right there. They got an inventory of draft picks. They got an inventory of players. Jay Cutler did not have to be a part of that conversation. And, again, you know, Belichick wasn't trying to help out Josh McDaniels or right. any of his other, you know, cronies, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, how much of it now, uh, Ray, is is the reaction from Cutler being so upset? Is is the media trying to push it a little bit farther and make it sound worse than it is? Well, I don't know if you heard me from the beginning, Barry, but when I started the show off and I started, you know, to, to delve into this, you know, what I said is the NFL Network, look where this all started supposedly, you know, the guy who started the world, you know, kicked things off, Adam. You know, Adam is the person who said that, you know, sources say that Jay Cutler, come on, you're trying to build up ratings. You are just trying to get people to watch the NFL Network, you know, throughout this offseason. And don't tell me that, you know, there was any substance behind, you know, you know, this media frenzy that you started, you know, you're, you're just trying to get people's interested to stay locked in to the NFL network, because unlike before where there was a guy who stepped out on a limb, you know, who said on, on an AB network, ABC network, I believe it was, and and said that somebody said that a certain coach was going to land up at a school up north. You know, I guess he revealed his sources or whatever, or he didn't have any sources. But, you know, they got to the bottom of that. You know, let Adam step up and say, okay, where'd this really come from? You know, and and, and, and the reason why I say that is because, listen, you're dealing with human beings and lives here. And if if Jay, you know, wants to feel secure and the only way he's going to feel that way, if his coach tells him the truth, if it's a player, you're going to make a player out to be a liar. If it's a coach, make make the coach out to be a liar. You know, face up. Either he was considered in the trade, or he wasn't. But somebody needs to tell the truth. Yeah, but that's what's so nice about your show, Ray. All these other sportscasters, they want to go out there and they, their, their idea of a sportscast is to gain attention to them. They'll say anything in the world to, just to gain attention to them. You tell the truth on what's on your show, and you tell facts, and you tell the, the way it should be the way it is, and that's why I like listening to you. Well, I, I appreciate that, Barry. And, I, and, and I'm one of those guys, I'm 
I'm a realist. And, and, and in reality, to me, I do not think that there, that there had to be a third party involved in a trade that considered, you know, Jay Cutler going to another team. Certainly the Mike, the, uh, the Castle thing, you know, the Castle, all he had to do is go directly from New England, catch a plane down to Tampa or catch a plane over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, they got inventory, you know, so there was no need for Cutler to come into this at all. The only reason about it, the only way they were able to tie that in is, hey, okay, we got Josh McDaniels. You know, it's almost like they got in the back room. You know, we got Josh McDaniels here, and perhaps maybe we can create a situation whereas, you know, you know, make it very interesting because we really don't have anything to talk about. You know, now here's something that you really have to talk about, and I don't know if you're going to stay with me on, on this, Barry, and make a comment or not, but, you know, the Arizona Cardinals – Kurt Warner, what the hell are they thinking about? <laughs> I mean, why don't you lock that deal up? You know, I mean, really. I mean, you, you've got a franchise, and they talked about it goes back to 47, I believe it is, mm-hmm. that have, you know, these guys have never, never had respect from their fans in terms of them, you know, wanting to give them the best product and a competitive product on the field. This is the first opportunity you get to do it. N- not only is Kurt, Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's, let's just say that. I will be at home in Canton, Ohio, watching him get inducted on the first ballot when he gets his opportunity. He's already earned it. If he quits tomorrow, he's already earned that. So why in the world? And, again, I understand the, the old, you know, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Okay. But what Kurt has done for you lately is he's taken you to the Super Bowl. Is he too old to do that again? No. <laughs> do you have any other quarterbacks on your roster that can do that? No. Is there any other quarterbacks out there in the league that's available in free agency or trade that you can bring in to do that for you next year? Mm-hmm. No. But then why are you going to give him the chance to go to another team to try to rebuild that? He's already proven to you twice that he can take teams that were obscured and nobody ever you know, considered them be, to be champions. He can do that. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to give the man a chance to do it with somebody else again? I just don't understand that. Uh, he's uh, like you said. He's a Hall of Fame player. He did took your team to the to the Super Bowl for the first time. Uh, Browns players are still waiting for that uh, that you know that privilege to come to them. Uh, but you know we've got sometimes we've got the players. We just can't put it together. And hopefully sometime we do. But you guys have proven yourselves now. You've taken yourselves through the playoffs. You've got to the Super Bowl. Liar. I mean uh, uh, Warner did not just you know he he played well. He took you guys almost down to the last, what, 35 seconds of the game before he got beat. Yeah, he played well enough. Kurt actually, you know, and it's kind of similar, and I'm going to get on, you know, over there to the Eagles a little bit. But, you know, it, it was very similar to, you know, some people have gotten upset with him, uh, Donovan McNabb, for making a comment, and, and Donovan said something to the effect that when I left the field, we were winning the game. You know, that's the position that Kurt left his team in. You know, he left them in a position where all you have to do is stop them and and we win this football game. So I, I thought that Kurt Warner, you know, did his job. Now, at the end of the game, they put him in again. He had to, you know, he had a chance again to to go back out and perhaps maybe try to win the game again. But you gotta I, give I, him time. yeah, you got to give him time. And not only that, I, I you know, he's done his job. It, it wasn't a difficult task. For you know the defense to step up, and, I, and I always say this. Watched. I always say this. You know, there there had to be a, a Reggie White moment, mm-hmm. 
because when Reggie did that for the Green Bay Packers, I think it was two consecutive sacks in a row. You know, that's that's a Hall of Fame player. Those are great players, and and they made great plays at at the right time. You know, in championship games, they made great plays. Right. And uh, you know, and Big Ben, you know, you know, on the Pittsburgh side of the ball, he made great plays. You know, at the right time, at least this time. You know, his first Super Bowl, he was a little nervous, but this right. time. You know he did it, but uh, but Barry, did you have a comment? I know I kind of led you into the the direction. Uh, I really of, just enjoy talking to you and just like listening to you talk about football. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, you know you're welcome to call in anytime that you want to. But we got a break because we got music. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this message. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com i can take care of myself i can make a peanut butter sandwich i can brush my teeth and i can give myself a bath i can walk home alone from school I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
All right, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I got the, probably the number one um, beat writer in the world. I'm going to make him the number one beat writer in the world. Jeff, you there with me? I'm here. I'm here. Thanks for the accolades. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to make you live up to it now, man. I, you know, I, I got some things I want to know. I was emotional. Now, I've asked those listeners out there to, to kind of dehumanize themselves and not be mostly attached to mm-hmm. to players, and I'm asking players to do that. But I got to say this, you know, you know, man, I went to Philadelphia in 1981. I, I saw the 76ers win a world championship. I'm coming into the city right after the Phillies had just won, I believe, the World Series. And, and the Flyers, either shortly after that, uh, you know, they – win NHL NHL championship and 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 now the starved NFL team that has never you know won a Super Bowl they get the opportunity they just come off of a Super Bowl you know a few years ago they went to a Super Bowl and now the fans have kind of you know I think they've accepted the fact that perhaps maybe uh, with this group of people that we have here on our football team, we're not going to make a Super Bowl again or win a Super Bowl. So we've got to make some changes. But I think that they were emotionally attached and wanted to hold on and wanted to see one particular person bow out as a Philadelphia Eagle. And I think that was Brian Dawkins. I mean, you know, I understand the business. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen anybody in their career from start to finish get a chance to bow out of Philadelphia? I mean, Dr. J took a <laughs> tour and said goodbye and thank you to everybody. But even, I think they were trying to run Doc out a little early. So I think they, they kind of, you know, rushed that tour. But uh, Doc is the only person. Is that right? Yeah, it's becoming a lost art. It really is. It's becoming a you're, you're a dinosaur if you somehow manage to be a star on your team and get drafted by that team or start your career with that team and and end your career with that team. You know, Emmitt Smith didn't didn't do it with the Cowboys and Jerry Rice didn't do it with the uh, 49ers and neither did Joe Montana. And like you said, all those Philadelphia greats, uh, Charles Barkley, Will, I mean, uh, gone before they could, you know, really live out their legacy in Philadelphia. But that, it, like you said, right, it's, it's, a, it's a trend that's not just from Philadelphia. It's, it's pretty much how it is because of the business. And, uh, you know, I think most of the fan discontent isn't that he's not going to be here. It's just that he could have if the Eagles ponied up a little more money. Um, and it could have been that rare exception where a guy who's so idolized in his city could have finished his career in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned something, Jeff, that I, I think is important. And I think the people understand it. And I think this is, you know, this is kind of a way of which, and, and I talked to Fred Barnett and I talked about this yesterday. And, uh, you know, there's a way that, that the fans could show their appreciation to Brian Dawkins. And at the same time, they could let management know of their distaste for the way they handle things with Brian Dawkins. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a preseason game or maybe it's a regular season game. But I would say a preseason game is you've already bought your tickets. You're a season ticket holder. Just do not go to the game. Just just stay home. And maybe watch the game on TV, but just don't go just to show, you know, again, that affection, that passion you have for a player that gave you so much because it was the money that was coming out of the fans' pocket, you know, the season ticket holders, of which, you know, since I can remember, they've always been there, you know, supporting that team. It's their money, and their money was available. It's just that Jeffrey Lurie didn't want to spend it. It's not like they're – 
you know, at yeah. the ceiling of the cap. They have, like you said, they have the money. Yeah, I don't want to sound like an apologist for the team, Ray, but I mean, a let's break this down from a couple angles. A, you're right. That's the way the fan could show their discontent. But you and I both know that's not going to happen. You know why? Because fans invest too much in their Sundays and the NFL to completely forego going to a game. They'd rather just call up the radios and, and kvetch about it for as long as they can, but eventually they'll move on and they'll understand. And the second thing is it's hard to knock the Eagles, even though they got bit a little bit because they thought they'd be able to bring Brian back at a discount and they couldn't. But every time they let a popular player walk, and they do it fairly frequently, we've got Jeremiah Trotter, Ike Reese, uh, Hugh Doug. I mean, they let Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor. They've been able to put out a pretty good product in the last nine years. They haven't won the Super Bowl, no doubt about it, but they've fielded a winning team in what, nine of the last ten years or ten of the last eleven. I mean, it's hard to knock the decisions that they make when they consistently field a competitive team. Well, and here's, here's what, I, what I have to say is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you to a degree, but, but mediocrity is not what we're looking for. Just making the Super Bowl, that's why this, this city is so star for a winner because – that's the norm for them. They they want to they want the exception. They want to be a champion. They, you know, Philadelphia. It's well, it's America. You know, agree, it's not not Dallas know, as Ryan America. Isn't, he's at an age now. Where you're not talking about losing Terrell Owens here. You know, a, a bona fide absolute superstar now. Okay, Brian Dawkins was, but letting Brian Dawkins walk is not going to keep this team from going to the Super Bowl. Okay, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. I w- I will agree with you again in part uh-huh. because. I've been one of those guys in the secondary, and 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 I'm not going to say I'm Brian Dawkins, but I'm trying to just make an analysis here. Yeah, yeah. When I was in Cleveland, I hurt my neck the first game of the year. I I couldn't even put my helmet on, and but Marty Schottenheimer let me start, and we had a capable backup that could have started strong safety. He let me start every game, and uh-huh. and I believe what happens is just the accountability. I'm telling you, if you're a wide receiver, if you've ever gone across the middle and you've met. Unfortunately, you've met Brian Dawkins. You don't want to meet him like that again. So You're just right. the mere fact that Brian Dawkins is on that football field, that's going to give you at least one or two, you know, let's say drop balls per game just because of his presence on the football field. Now, but I also understand this, and I said this years ago, Jeff, and I'm talking about I said this in the 90s. Now, mm-hmm. what had happened is that the Eagles and with well, the National Football League had gotten to a point where it was it was the era of the 300-pound lineman. I'm talking the early 90s. I started talking about this. And then what I also started talking about is later on when Jeffrey Lurie came into this team, into ownership of this team, they adopted a philosophy of 30 years old is going to be that benchmark that we're going to look at. And when a player approaches and reaches his 30s, he's not going to get that big, payday that they're looking for at least not from the Philadelphia Eagles now they did let Brian Dawkins get a nice paycheck you know once he you know surpassed that ripe old age of 30 uh, and moved into a senior <laughs> citizens category in the National <laughs> Football League but they right. weren't going to let but him but get another big one. contract you're right he took a hometown discount that, that's exactly right. but 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 it was it was it was nice you know what I mean it was nice yeah. from where he had come to to where he got to it, right. it was nice but they weren't going to let that happen again now here's what uh, can maybe you can explain this to me okay there's a guy not too far up the road there who has a philosophy that give me a few senior citizens <laughs> and I can do something with them in a way of perhaps maybe creating what one day people might recognize as a dynasty. And yeah. then you have another guy who says to me, well, no, give me some of these, you know, young whippersnappers, 
and perhaps maybe I might be able to at least give you what you're looking for, and that is a starved, craved city who's looking for a Super Bowl championship. But I can't deliver that, but I can at least continue to, you know, whet your appetite and, mm-hmm. and to feed, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, this desire of yours to have a champion. Now, why is it that Belichick can take these old players and put a winner on the football field and get Super Bowl rings and Andy Reid, you know, thinks he can only do it with younger players and he hasn't succeeded? That's a great question. Well, I will answer that in two ways. One, I will say this. Um, it, to me, it appears that Bill Belichick and his guru in the front office, um, Scott Paoli, are very much in sync about what they want, what they're willing to spend, how they want to approach things free agency draft-wise. I, I think there's a very clear connection and a good syncopation, if you will, between those two. Okay. Well, that would be similar. That would be similar to what they have with Philadelphia because no, that's what Jeffrey Lurie... I would say differently. I would say to you that I... And this is just my belief, and I think I know enough on team to, to st- be strong in this sentiment, that what Andy, Andy Reid is the player personnel guru. Joe Banner is the money financial salary cap guru. As you know and I know, you can't separate the two because sometimes talent and money get in the way, right, when you're yes. talking about how much a player is worth. And, and the money always wins. Heads. So but, I think that there is a lot of headbutting that you don't hear about between those two because Joe's the one who decides. Andy decides who he wants, but Joe decides who's staying or going and who's going to get the money and who's not going to get the money. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong here, but didn't I hear that Andy Reid had final say-so in Philadelphia when it came to personnel? That's what you hear on personnel, but that is not what you hear is not always what's true. Joe Banner is the GM, and he is the one who decides. When Andy comes and says, all right, we want this guy, we need this guy, Joe Banner is the guy that says, okay, well, we need this guy, like you say, Andy, but we are not going to pay X and X for this guy or X and Y and this guy. So when sometimes guys have walked, doesn't mean that Andy sanctioned it. It meant that Joe let it happen. Okay, well, well, Jeff, let's look at this now. But mm-hmm. isn't a fan being cheated when indeed the salary cap is not an issue? I, I would say that Joe would make that decision you know, the decisions he makes sounds like he's making those, uh, you know, irrational decisions like, you know, this guy by the name of a uh, used car salesman by the name of uh, Norman Brayman, who mm-hmm. said that fiscal sanity, mm-hmm. fiscal sanity based upon what? You've got fiscal sanity in place now because you've got a salary cap. So right. when whatever decisions that are being made, they're not they're not going to surpass the salary cap. So if they can come within the cap, why not make the go ahead and make the deal? Well, you know, I can't disagree with that on that. If it would have kept a couple extra million to keep Dawkins here, then, you know, if I were the guy pulling in command, then maybe Dawkins would be still an eagle. But I'm not. I can only tell you how it works, and I can only again say that, for the most part, this team has let very popular guys go and still been able to maintain a pretty high quality. Now, they have not won a Super Bowl, so you and I can both say that that will be the knock on them, that if this indeed it's, it's because they don't bring in a certain type of player or they let some guys go too early. Well, that's, that's how we judge them against the team like New England, okay? Then we'll say the Eagles are very good at what they do because they maintain a very high level and they're competitive, but they're not the best and they're not in the same, obviously not in the same category as Belichick, Pioli, and the New England Patriots. Okay, let me that's ask you. That's a fair knock. If you're a fan and you want to say that and you say, hey, bottom line for me is Super Bowl, then you have absolutely every right to make that statement. Let me ask you this. You look at wins and losses. You look at Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach? No, not without a Super Bowl. Uh, well, okay, if, if that's the measuring stick of success, 
<laughs> and you want a successful franchise, and you tell these starved crave fans that you want a successful franchise, mm-hmm. and you you want to go down in history, then well, how do you accept that? I mean, how come Andy doesn't get pissed? Well, and we're going to get music I, I, I here pretty soon. That. And, and we, we ask this all the time, but the bottom line is, you know, Andy is third on the pecking order behind the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, and the president, Joe Banner. Now, you know how Andy is. He has a certain way. He's a loyal guy. He does not bash it. If, if Andy sat there and said, well, I wanted this guy, but Joe Banner didn't want I wanted this, but Joe Banner, that's not good for front office chemistry, and that's not going to keep him employed in Philadelphia and having Joe Banner and Jeffrey Lurie make sure he gets paid. So Andy does what, he, A, is best to keep his job, and then after that he moves on and tries to do a good job coaching the team. Well, man, you, you know, you are really, really, really creating, you know, some good conversation for Sports Talk Radio here. So well, I, thank you. I, I know. I'm just trying to lay it out because, you but, know. But you, you're making some good points, and i got to take a commercial break. So I, I want those, those folks that are listening, stay tuned. Listen to us when we come back because I, I want to address some of those things that Jeff is talking about. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. And, of course, we're in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right, up, right back after this minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes in FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchadimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Okay, we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And just before we went to break, of course, uh, Jeff made me a little nervous there because he started talking about Andy Reid and he started talking <laughs> about Andy's. Uh, you know, I think he was talking about his job. And Jeff, let me just say this. I mean, based upon the football coaches in the National Football League today and those that were fired in the offseason, the positions that were available, wouldn't you think that Andy Reid is a hot commodity? As a matter of fact, Andy Reid probably if he wanted to stir things up in Philadelphia, would get a hefty paycheck if he went to any other team. Absolutely. I mean, there, are, there just aren't a few guys. There aren't that many people out there with the resume that Andy has. Right. So why stay at a team where you, you want to take your legacy to the next level and you, at whatever cost, as long as I – I mean, if I were a coach, this is what I would do. I would go in and say, listen, okay, if you're not going to give me full control – if you're going to control the purse strings, you at least let me operate within the salary cap structure. Well, you know, see, here's the thing. Andy's well paid. He's got two years left on his contract. If he wanted to force his way out, he could. But, uh, you know, he, he, here's a situation where he's in a tough spot because, as you know, he had that very difficult family situation with his children a couple of years ago that brought a lot of negative publicity to the team. Exactly. And the owner was there, and the GM was there, and they stood by him, and they said that they were going to help him. And, you know, they really treated him respectfully. And I think that Andy's, a, like I told you in earlier, he's a very loyal person. So when you factor in the fact that, A, he's loyal, B, he's making good money, C, he's signed for two years, I just don't see him trying to make a power move right now to get out. And you never know where you're going to go and what I mean. you could He might be unhappy with Joe Banner, and he might not love the way what they do, but, again, it all goes back to results, and for the most part, he feels a pretty competitive team. For the most part, the Eagles do go out and sign free agents that they need. Stacey Andrews, Darren Howard, I mean, you know, they brought in T.O. I mean, they make runs for the championship every year, okay? Well, I'll, goes, I'll give you credit. What if he goes to San Francisco? What if he goes to a place that just had Seattle or Cleveland or or, or Cincinnati, places that just historically don't have great ownership and management in place, and they have to start from scratch. So I think he he likes the idea that he could probably win here. Well, one thing about it, I think when you get a guy like Andy Reid, I think when he he goes in to negotiate with his teams, Andy's very well prepared. I think Andy is the uh, the black book guy, as a matter of fact, I think I remember, you know, that happening with Andy. But but one thing for sure is if you're going to entertain the thought of having Andy Reid uh, as your coach, then you're probably going to have to do some things different than what you've done in the past. So I would think that anybody who would invite Andy in to that, have that kind of conversation would be willing to, you know, change things from the norm. I think that's what happened here in Arizona. I believe that, uh, again, the Bidwells probably had a normal practice of doing business but Wisenhunt did not want to go along with the norm, and I think they worked with him. And one of the things that they agreed to work with is the fact that he said to them, as at least as I evaluate your talent from afar, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sold on the fact of the person that you've chosen to be your number one quarterback. And if you force me to do that, I don't think I want to come here. But if you mm-hmm. give me the opportunity to let these guys compete, I, I think I'd like this situation. And I think he did that. Now, not, now that he's here... And, and I'm kind of moving into to a different direction and moving away from Andy Reid. You got a guy who got a package that he wanted, got an opportunity to do some of the things that he, he wanted to do with the team. Why do you think that the Arizona Cardinals have not made a decision on Kurt Warner? Unless I, and since I've taken the air, they've made that decision. Oh, they have or they have? No, no, I don't think they have. And it's mind-boggling to me. And um, 
here's the thing. Wisenhunt's the the, uh, the coach, but the GM is Rod Graves. Now, I'm not, yes. I'm not familiar with Rod Graves like I am Andy Reid and Joe Banner, so I don't. The only thing I know is that Rod Graves seems to take a hard-line stance. He took a hard-line stance on Anquan Bolden. Um, he told everybody he was going to negotiate a deal last year with Larry Fitzgerald that just needed some time, and he told people to back off the trade, and sure enough, he signed Larry Fitzgerald. So I think – I don't know how long Rod's been there either. Did he come in with, the, with, with Wizenhunt? Uh, no, no, Rod's been here. Rod, Rod's a mainstay. He's been here. Yeah, so I mean – you know, it I could guess I be. I want to say he's trying to be fiscally responsible and smart and hardline and not let you know past losing culture you know interfere. Uh, but here is a guy, a quarterback who's absolutely essential to their success, I think. And what, I, what I'm guessing is they're calling his bluff. Is Kurt Warner really going to go to San Francisco? Well, let me just say this. Here's what I would it's, say. It's a big card game, but that's what free agency is. Yeah, and, and you're right. And, 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 and you call his bluff, and, and he's got an ace. But, but, but and, you, it's, and it's important. I want to emphasize, Ray, that it's, it's really important. You know, these guys don't do this just because of ego, honestly. I don't think that. I think they really do this because it's very difficult to put together a football team these days with the right pieces and not overpay players. You know, look at the Redskins for years and years and years, and they're still continuing to do it. They go out and they lavish these free agents with huge contracts, and they don't, they're, the, they're the guy at the time, but they're not necessarily the best ever at their position. And the Redskins very rarely make the playoffs. If they do, they don't go deep. It's a difficult thing. So, I mean, you have to really do everything you can to make sure you're making the right move for the economics. And, Jeff, here's what I say. Remember, let's go back to what I said. I said, listen, I, within the salary cap, and I'm right. saying the Cardinals are way under the salary cap. The money's there. And, and here's – but but how do you all of a sudden – you have fans very – I mean, and you know there's a Philadelphia connection here, right? I mean, in case you didn't <laughs> know, let me just tell you. You know, uh, Mr. Graves here, well, his mm-hmm. dad used to be a scout for the Philadelphia Eagles when I was on the team, Jackie Graves. You know, sure. so – Sure. There's there's a there's a there's a connection here, so maybe they operate you know kind of the same way because uh, he's crossed that path. He's been in the hallways of that stadium where people operate like that. But these fans, how in the world are you going to take us to the brinks of the Super Bowl and almost win the championship, and then next year? I mean, everybody's already said. You know, I thought Jay Cutler might be on his way here to Arizona if any place if they were trying to make that deal because the fact if Kurt was going to go to San Francisco, maybe mm-hmm. Jay ends up here in Arizona because guess what? <laughs> the guy, Matt Liner, Matt is not the answer. So how in the world, after, after you've proven to everybody that Matt is not the answer, mm-hmm. do you put these fans in a position where they've got to play football next year with Matt Liner? Because guess what? If Kurt flies coop, who's here but Matt Liner? Right, it's, and that's what makes it so delicate. But you know, I mean, but Matt, I, I, I tell you this from my perspective. I, mean, I have to think that he is going to resign with Arizona. Well, yeah, but listen, if if, if it's the money, uh, okay, maybe they're keeping the money in their own pocket so they can make the interest on the money for a while. Because once he gets his signing bonus, it's in his account and not their account. You know, and millions of dollars. You know, that's a lot of interest for you know a couple months, thirty days, sixty days, whatever. But anyway, mm-hmm. they got to pay the man because you know he could very well be. You know, okay, I got you. You let me go to San Francisco. I'm not even going to give you a chance to match it. And I don't think he has to give them a chance to match it. Leverage, I, is, leverage is the most important thing. Hey, and guess, ever have and guess who's got it right now? Kurt, Kurt Warner has it, it, and he had more of it than Brian Dawkins. Hey, God bless him. Hey, thank you for joining me, Jeff. I've had a great show, and it's all been because you've been one of those people who've joined me as well as those listeners listening to me. Uh, we continue to do this every week. Continue listening. Continue to call in. 
You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.